So today I am talking about how can we see our curses being broken by blessings from God. And I think that some of us uh, are in a situation right now where it seems like a lot of the stuff in our lives is not really a blessing. It's almost like some of us are looking at stuff going on and we're seeing, is this almost like a curse? Is this whole coronavirus thing like a curse? Well, I want to talk to the people of God and I appreciate there are a lot of people looking in and you're curious and maybe you don't know what I mean by that, but you'll understand um, before I finish. Uh, but I want to talk to you and that is to say that God has got your future and he's got your situation and he's got your health in his hands and I want to see how in the Bible this is working out. So we're going to look at blessings, breaking curses. Uh, today is part one and I'm going to be looking at Numbers 21. This is kind of a strange little piece of scripture but it's powerful and it really came to my mind. Um, it came to my mind because I was listening to the radio or a podcast during the week and this guy from Oxford Imperial University or something in England has now gone to trial with um, what he thinks is a very exciting vaccine against coronavirus but it's synthetic. There's no natural parts to it. And basically what he was saying was it was using something synthetic to fight something in nature. And he was really confident about this von Gewechmid, as we say in Irish, let's wait and see. However, um, it brought this scripture to mind and uh, because we're looking at something that was, if you will, synthetic and how God used that to heal people. So the context of what we're about to read is the people of God in the Old Testament the Israelites were, uh, as a, God had let them go out of Egypt, they escaped from slavery and they're about to come to the promised land, Canaan, Israel. Um, I love how in the Old Testament God said to Pharaoh, Moses, let my people go. Why? That they might worship me. And I was thinking of it during the week, it's almost like God can we be let go from the lockdown that we can worship you together? And maybe that's a prayer we can pray because I feel God is going to do that, whether it's August, September, whatever, but God is going to do that. Anyway, so let's see about this strange event that happened when God started healing people and turned what looked like a curse into a blessing. So let's look at verses 4 to 9. You can see it on the screen here. As the Israelites continued on their journey in the wilderness, having to go around the territory of Edom, the people grew impatient. They spoke against God and against Moses, saying, Why did you ever bring us out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? There's no bread or water, and we hate this miserable manna. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among them, and many Israelites died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned against the Lord and against you. Will you pray to the Lord to take the snakes away from us? And finally, 
So Moses prayed and God said, make a bronze snake and put it on a pole. Anyone bitten can look up to that and live. So Moses made the bronze snake and he put it on a pole and then when anyone was bitten by a poisonous snake, they looked up at the bronze snake, then they were healed and they lived. Hallelujah. God bless his word to our souls. Amen. 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 First thing I want to point out about this really interesting portion of scripture, and I hope we're listening in, is the context. Because we're told that as they continued on their wilderness journey, they had to go around Eden. What does that mean? So it's very important to remember they were going through a desert. So God's people were in a limbo. They were no longer in slavery, but they hadn't quite made it to the promised land yet. So they're in this in-between time. Does that feel a little bit familiar right now? They're in this in-between zone. And you see, what happened here is they're actually quite close to the border of the promised land. But this nation, Edom, refused to let them go through their land. So they had to double back and go the long way around, and they got impatient. I don't know how you felt when, or uh, Taoiseach, or Prime Minister, if you're looking from overseas, Leo Varadkar, made the announcement that Ireland was going to be more cautious than some other nations, and we got another two weeks of this bit of lockdown, and I know people are fed up of hearing lockdown, but we got another two weeks of it, and I wonder how many of us grew impatient, or felt low or got frustrated. And I thought about this as well, how the people of God were getting frustrated. Not more time. You see, no one was going to die at this point, but it was just the long way around. And remember, it's boring. It's a desert. And they're eating the same food every day as such. They're wearing the same clothes all the time. It's really monotonous. Maybe you feel like your situation is monotonous. I can't see my family, my friends. I can't get on with my life. Well, that's what they felt like way back then. And here I have a map and you can see this big kind of, I don't know, what color, what's that color? Duck egg blue or something? A teal. In teal. Very, very posh. So that's Edom, and they wouldn't allow them to go through their territory, and they're trying to get here. And they get to here, and instead of just going up, they had to go the long way around. So maybe you feel like you're in the long way around. And they got impatient, and what did they do? They hit out. You see, if you get lower impatient, or I get lower impatient, we're probably going to hit out at the people around us. Well, they hit out at God, and then at Moses. Look at what they said. There's no bread and water, and we hate this miserable manna. And you can see that in Numbers 21, verse 5. Well, first thing I want to say is they did have water, so they kind of weren't really on cue there. And also, this manna, which they call miserable manna, was miraculous manna. This was mm. the food God gave them. I don't know if you've ever read the um, what it tasted like, but it says elsewhere in Scripture... I think it's a coriander, but it certainly said honey. It's like they didn't even have to put honey in it. There was a nice sweet taste to it. So every morning and every evening, this would appear for free on your doorstep. And it looks like a delicious concoction to me anyway. So they were well fed and well nourished, but they were bored. 
and they got fed up of it. And so what I call what was going on here is that they were blind to mm. the blessings. Mm. Mm. God was blessing them, but mm. they didn't see it because they were getting impatient. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you get impatient and maybe you feel like that, and when you get frustrated because you can't get on with your life, mm. maybe you and I get blind to the blessings. Let me, let me give you a little bit of insight into my life all the time. Do you know what I have for my breakfast almost every morning? Here I have it. I have brown soda, Irish soda bread. You can see it there. Lovely Irish soda bread. To the camera. Show them. Right now. up close. Now, see it? No. <laughs> Irish soda bread. Now, if you're from France, you might have your white baguette. If you're from Germany, you might go for your rye bread. If you're from the Middle East, you might like flatbreads, etc., etc. Well, in Ireland, we love our Irish soda bread. Every supermarket, every bakery in Ireland practically will have a big stock of Irish soda bread. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so we like our Irish soda bread. I have this every morning. Do you know what I do a lot of mornings? When I remember it and I try to, just for a couple of seconds, I pray the prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Mm -hmm. And I say, Lord, thank you for the bread this morning. I have black coffee, I have some fruit, and I have Irish soda bread. <laughs> uh, by the way, the best soda bread, in my opinion, in Ireland, you buy in the discount supermarket, Lidl. <gasps> they have their own in-house bakery. I hope you're going to pay me now, Lidl. Um, but, but you can go to all the bakeries. I've tried loads of soda breads, by the way. This is just a silly insight. But I do like the, the Lidl one. Now, I know if you're from Germany, you pronounce it Lidl. But in Ireland, we say Lidl. <coughs> Unless, of course, you're from Kerry. In Kerry, they say Lidl. They're very posh in Kerry, aren't they? Are you from Kerry? You're very posh down there. You know, if you go down to Killarney or Tralee, you could hear Mary and Sheila in the supermarket, and Mary will go, Sheila, did you get the Irish soda bread in Lidl? I did, Sheila. I bought it in Lidl, you know. Well, we call it Little everywhere else, and that's what it'll be. So, Kerry, you need to come down a little peg or two, all right? Kingdom people and all that, okay? Anyway, so that's what I have, and I have my honey on it, Irish honey, no less. Uh, I love the bread and honey, and I thank God, I will not allow myself to be blind to even this little blessing. Can you think of all the people who don't have any bread? Think of the people who are hungry. Then you really begin to count your blessings. Don't get blind to the blessings Amen. Amen. that are going on Amen. in your life because God is doing it for you. Amen. And these people have got blind to the blessings. Miracles every day and they couldn't see it. Yeah. So what happened? The Lord had to test them and a bit of judgment came. Because we're told God sent poisonous snakes among them and many died. Most Bible commentators will say, and we think this is true, that the people who died were the older generation, not that they had more underlying conditions. It's just their generation was more rebellious. You see, different generations can be more spiritual and more rebellious. For example, Noah lived in a very rebellious generation. He himself wasn't, but his generation was. And the first generation of Israelites who came out of Egypt came out with the baggage of slavery. They couldn't get over it. The next generation were far more spiritual. And it seems that it was the older ones who had started all this moaning and complaining and anger against God, anger against the leadership of God's people, if you will, the church. They got angry 
Uh, whereas the younger generation weren't like that. And so God sent poisonous snakes. Now I can imagine some of you are going, God wouldn't do that. Yeah, he would. You don't play games with God. No. Don't get the fire in your lap and think God is um, a messenger boy just to get you what you want. You, we need to have a fear of God as well as a love. Mm. It's a healthy fear, but we need to have a fear of God. So God sent the snakes in. And you might think that's terrible, but they came in. And what happened? It got people's attention. Because we see straight away, and it's almost immediately, and again we think this was led by the younger generation. They came and they repented. They said, we have sinned, the people said to Moses. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes from us, or that the snakes will go. So straight away, they came and they repented. They saw that they were wrong. You know, if you do a little bit of reflection right now, and you'd say, you know what, when I heard that news Friday, I got angry, I got angry with God because I can't do this, this, and this. Repent. Having that kind of anger against God is wrong. Don't let that poison your soul. These people who were killed, they were like a cancer. A cancer in the, in the body of people. And that's why God had to take them, because they wouldn't repent. But the vast majority did. And you know what? God heard them. And look at what he said. <laughs> Again, I keep on thinking of this synthetic virus. The Lord said to Moses to make a bronze snake and put it on a pole. And verse 9 says, Moses made the bronze snake and he put it up on a pole. Now, this is quite unusual because most of the Bible says don't have any idols. Don't be looking at man-made objects mm, mm. in place of God. And actually, if you read on, it's a whole other study. This became an idol when God no longer wanted it used. But right now, sometimes God goes outside the box. Sometimes God does something that's a little bit unusual. And the Lord wanted to teach the people something before something wonderful was about to happen. I hope you're listening. Mm -hmm. Something wonderful was about to happen, but God had to allow his people to go through a short season of testing and preparation. And it's fascinating that it was bronze. If you just look up a Bible dictionary, you read bronze is a symbol of judgment. But it's far better than that. It's wonderful because with bronze, it has to go through mm -hmm. the refiner's fire. And bronze goes into the fire of refinement and it burns away the impurities and the bronze comes out pure. What does that mean? It means the judgment has been dealt with. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what bronze means. It means, yes, there was a need for judgment, but someone else paid for it. Amen. Amen. The judgment was dealt with. Mm. And so Moses made the bronze serpent and everyone knew what bronze meant back then. So they knew the judgment that they deserved on their own heads had been dealt with. You know, this is the gospel. This is the good news. Even if you never had the New Testament, you can see the foreshadows right throughout the Old Testament pointing to a coming Messiah who would take the judgment for us, who would give us life. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. And look what the people did. They, some of them were bitten by the snake. They got the virus. But look what they did. When anyone was bitten, they looked up. And they were healed. They looked up, they were healed, and they lived. This was life-giving. 
I was reading on a blog about some Christians who got the coronavirus and one guy was saying how he got this high fever and in the middle of the high fever he was in a hospital room on his own and he had the fever and he said he looked up and he knew Jesus was in the room and he called out to the Lord again and, he, and the fever broke, hallelujah. Amen. The fever broke, the fever went. So they looked up and they were healed and they lived. The judgment had been taken, the judgment had been done. And, and this is always linked in with um, not just our salvation initially, but also with our ongoing walk with God. And the Lord uh, said through the prophet Isaiah, and it's always linked in with this verse, Look up to me and be saved, says the Lord. There is no other. So whatever way we're looking today as an out or a way forward in our circumstances, there's only one we can look to, and that's the Lord. He really is the author and the finisher, hallelujah, Amen. of our faith. You know, I love what the psalmist says, I will see the goodness of the Lord in, in the, the land, land of the living. living. Praise God. Amen. God has you and me and Christians all over the world and the world through a strange season. In my soul, I know God is preparing his people for something wonderful. Mm, yes. He was preparing the children of Israel to go into the land flowing with milk and honey. But first, this had to be dealt with. And you know what? That wrong attitude was, if you will, put to death in their hearts. And maybe God is putting stuff in me to death and you to death. Um, there was a guy called Charles Spurgeon who was known as the Prince of Preachers. And he led hundreds of thousands of people to faith in the Lord in the late 1800s in um, England. And when he was a very young Christian, I think it was one of the first sermons he heard, he heard a sermon about the snake on the pole tied in with that verse I just read from Isaiah here. Mm -hmm. And he was so moved and so touched by it, he started a publishing house. It was one of the most successful publishing empires in that generation and he published spiritual books and sermons and all that they're still selling today but as his logo he used the snake on the pole he was so moved by it and talking about this charles spurgeon said men or women stray from god by nature but we only return to god by grace Amen. Amen. grace is god's undeserved favor Amen. So all of us, you, me, you in Instagram land, you in Facebook land, you in YouTube land, you listening on podcasts, we all, by our nature, will stray from God. It's the natural thing. But the grace of God brings us back. Amen. The grace of God brings us into his throne room and to his feet at the beginning when we start our faith journey. And when we drift from God, we can come back again, but only through grace. Um, we know that Ephesians says, by grace you are saved, not by good works, lest anyone should boast. But equally... We're forgiven by grace, not by penance. We don't need to have penance. We need to trust in the grace of God. Mm -hmm. We confess our sin and we trust in his grace. All of the good works will follow as a result because it's, it becomes natural in a supernatural way. Mm -hmm. But the actual salvation and the actual forgiveness comes only by grace. It's powerful. And that's what happened here. So I'm going to 
do two prayers. I want to pray, and I know there are a lot of you watching in, and I've gotten messages from you where you said, this isn't my religion, but I'm actually curious mm. about what you seem to be getting excited about. We have others who said, I'm starting during this lockdown to question mm. spirituality, mm. life, what's going on. Yeah. And so I know there's loads of you watching in, and I've gotten a lot of messages over the last few weeks. So I'm going to reach out to you and say, you can make a decision today. For me, it was 40 years ago. But for you, it can be today, and, and you can make a decision to say, you know, I'm going to ask Jesus to come into my life. Yeah. I'm going to turn and see whatever was wrong in my heart and my attitude dealt with, and I'm going to turn with him. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray in a moment. And I also want to reach out to everyone in the wider church who is a Christian, who is a believer. Maybe you felt your circumstances were cursed this week. And maybe last Friday, with the news of a more, more time lockdown, maybe that's just highlighted it. That could be a relationship. Maybe you're in love with someone and you can't see each other. Maybe it's your career or study. Maybe it's your health. I want to pray a blessing into what you now perceive as a curse. Amen. Because God turned those snakes that were a curse into a blessing. Denise and I were only talking about how mm. when we had just taken out our first mortgage, and maybe that's some of you watching in, we both got our redundancy notices at work. Mm. And I remember one Friday going, how are we going to survive? But we prayed. And you know, the following week, Really weirdly, both our redundancy notices were withdrawn, and this was when Ireland was in a recession back in the early 80s. We never forgot that lesson. Amen. God turned what looked like a curse into a blessing because mm. we never forgot it. Mm. I could tell you loads of stories. What about us as a church? I remember one more story. Us as a church, we got really excited about a warehouse in the mm. suburbs. We were going to buy it and have it as our church facility. Oh, it was going to be brilliant. And we had mm. dreams and we said we can do this, this and this. And then the guy selling it did stuff that was very unethical. Won't go into it now. But Anyway, he really played a game with us, and the door was closed. I remember when I put down the phone to this guy, I remember thinking, I felt so frustrated, I felt so impatient. We had a huge growing community, we had no building, and it felt like a curse. But you know what? God had something far better for us. Amen. He had 53 McCartan Amen. Street for Amen. us, fantastic location. He had something way better. But right then, I couldn't see it, but by faith I had to believe mm. God is in control. And that's what I'm asking you. Mm. So I'm going to pray into your situation. Mm. When God closed the door of that warehouse, he turned a curse into a blessing. Hallelujah. When we got our redundancy notices, mm. it seemed like a curse. No, he turned the curse into a blessing. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for those of you for whom this is new. I'm going to pray what we call the sinner's prayer. And every one of us has prayed something like this. We are the fastest growing spiritual movement on the planet, somewhere between 600 and 700 million. They reckon by 2025, perhaps, and certainly 2030, we're going to hit 1 billion on the planet. It is incredible. The fastest growing spiritual movement by conversion. Why is it happening all over the world? Because it works. 
40 years later, I declare Jesus works. Amen. He heals. He heals broken hearts, broken minds, broken bodies, broken lives. He works. So I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer. You can look back on um, YouTube or on any of the platforms later on. But I'm going to pray this and then we're going to pray for everyone else. So let's pray. I invite you, Jesus, into my life. This is how you do it, guys. I invite you, Jesus, into my life. I don't want to do life without you anymore. Amen. Forgive me my sins and my selfishness. Admit it. Mm. Be my leader, my savior, and my friend all the days of my life. I turn to you now, and I ask that you bless my future. Amen. I pray that as I follow you, my destiny will be in your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Going to pray one more prayer. And that is for all of the people in the church and all the people or friends or growing online community. Mm. If you feel frustrated and if you feel like this is some kind of curse, I promise you without fear of contradiction, God will turn your curse into a blessing. Amen. If you have a little bit of faith, like those ancient Israelites, if you need to say sorry to God, say sorry. Repent. But God will turn your curse into a blessing. And so I'm going to pray that now. Will you join me in prayer, guys? Let's all close our eyes for one moment. I pray into every relationship, every ambition that is of you, every career, every academic exam, every health situation, every financial situation. Thank you that you gave us today our daily yes. Amen. 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 Lord. And we pray, Lord, that what might seem like a curse now, that we, by faith, would know this will turn into a blessing. Yes. Because if God is for us, who, who can, can be, be against, against us? us? I will see the goodness of the Lord in, in the, the land of the, of the living. living. I thank you, Lord. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant, in pleasant places. places. He is the Lord who heals all our Amen. diseases. Oh God, we pray. Yes. Let us see that you are turning the curse into a blessing. Even though there may be some bronze, we pray, oh God, you have taken the judgment. Yes. So Lord, we say, prepare us for the milk and honey that mm. is to come, mm. for the opportunity and the new experience Amen. and the new reality mm. that we are entering into. And we know you're going to use the people of God. Aye. You're going to use every man, every woman, every boy and every Amen. girl who has some living faith in a generation that seems to have forgotten God. We know you are raising up a people who will change Cork, change Ireland, change the world Amen. for the better. Yes. Amen. And so we pray blessing, yes. break the curse in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Would you type in Amen? Would you say Amen online? In Instagram as well as Facebook, say Amen. Let the world see it. Let your amen. brothers and sisters amen. see it. Above all, let the Lord see it. Let the devil see it. Amen. Pray it and see. Next Tuesday, I'm going to go into this. I'm really excited about it. It's a fascinating, I think, insight. Might be a little bit longer than usual, but it's looking at how God turns curses into blessings and how sometimes when it seems like it's the worst point, it's just when it's about to get way better. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at that 
next Tuesday night. How are we for time? Okay, it's quarter to one. You're all waiting for your dinner, I'm sure. <laughs> so guys, thank you for coming and joining us. We're going to just put on the notice loop, play some worship music. The worship music we're playing is called The Blessing. It's the blessing we always pray in church, put to song. Mm. Is it Hillsong or one of those no, guys? No. It's uh, Elevation. Elevation music, yeah, they're singing it. So, do you know, can, can I say on Instagram and Facebook, use the comment lines for another few minutes. Say hello to one another. Think of it as like the atrium hanging out for coffee. Yeah. Say Amen. hi. Say God bless yeah. you. Tell people you love them. Tell people you miss them. It's okay to say it. Men. <laughs> Don't pretend you're not lonely. If you're lonely, say, Guy, I miss you. I look forward to seeing you again. So thank you for watching in. Here are the notice loops. Here's a little bit of background music. Stay online for another few minutes. And we'll see you Tuesday at half seven. God bless you. Amen. Amen.